Boomtron. 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 Boomtron, but you're never gonna move on. Netflix OGs get your groove on. We talk about it all, we could be wrong. Kill the better views like a Demogorgon. Boomtron, but you're never gonna move on. Just a few guys talking about the originals. Yo, pick your favorite show, we can put it on. We know it also, nothing's atypical. And we're back for episode four of the Boomtron podcast. I'm Diego. I'm joined with my buddy Damon, Amy. Guys, say hello. Hello. And you got it right for like two episodes in a row. I've been working really hard on the word podcast. I've been trying really hard. Trying really That's hard. good. So I, pre- I appreciate I appreciate your acknowledgement, Damon. Thank you. Oh, very much. never a problem. So we got a lot of feedback. So we're trying to you know to kind of tighten up the ship today, right? That's right. So we got a new kind of I don't want to say format, but a new way we're going to kind of approach. Uh, how we go about the show, start with a few ratings, then we'll dive deep into with some spoilers, and then like, oh, we'll end the show with some of our things that we're looking, some of the shows we're looking forward to. Yeah, so I think this beginning section will be nice for people that kind of want to listen, watch, listen, watch, right? So kind of want to <laughs> watch something, and we're going to give you our thoughts, spoiler free, on a kind of, you know, a bunch of new shows that have come out in case you're looking for something to watch on Netflix. So, so who yeah, gets so to start? So spoiler free. Right. Yes. Who wants to start? Damon. No, yeah. ladies first. Ladies first. Ladies first. There we go. Amy. Amy. What do you got for us? What's the first? Every show? everything you watched in these last two weeks. Oh, all right. So I've been watching a lot, but uh, the ones that uh, really kind of stuck out to me are Kiran, uh, which I watched. <laughs> so what's your what's your rating? What's your rating? I'm giving Kiran a thumbs up. Wow. Two thumbs up or one thumbs up? Let's go with one or two. Yeah. Uh, can I do one? Uh, you can. I, I, I did one and a half. I did one, one up, half. one sideways. Right, that works. Okay, yes. maybe maybe one thumbs up and one sideways. But yeah, I I enjoyed Kieran, so that's that's a thumbs up. For I me. couldn't do it. What? Two episodes, I'm out. Get it was too like you said like you know we we do have discussions we have a little group chat that sometimes I delete by mistake and then everyone has to redo <laughs> it again. But we have a little group chat and. I got to two episodes and I was like, this is too much work. You said it was kind of, you got to pay attention. And that was just, I was, I was out. I was, it was like, it was like dark or the dark, whatever that show was. Same mm-hmm. thing. Like I want to love that, but nah, too much work. Okay. All right. So, so for me, it's, I would say for me, it's not like, it's, it's not like one of the other shows we watched, which was a total double thumbs down. This was like a one <laughs> thumbs down, one sideways. Like it, it just wasn't for me, but I could see how people would like it. So you gave it half a thumb. <laughs> I gave it and half think, a thumb, and we're gonna dive into Kieran. I think a little bit later, because like we said, there's a spoiler-free section. But I'm gonna I'm gonna give it one thumb up. Okay, it was, wa- it was watchable, but I think Damon's right. You have to pay attention to what's happening because there were times where like I wasn't paying attention because either I was doing something or whatever it might be, and I was like, wait a second, what just happened? That and I had to rewind a couple bit a little bit just to see things make sense now. Yeah. Um, but it, I think you're right, though. It did feel a lot like Dark. It is uh, a show that's filmed. It's an Italian show. Uh, and I had to look See, it I up. Should, I, should, I should love that. And I had to look it up because I was like, is this a real thing? Like, is there really uh, and this is, is there really a tower in the lake? And there is. There is it's actually a real town in Italy. So yeah. there is a little bit of real, like, historical value to the show and whatnot. Um, but, I, yeah, one thumb. I Eh, it was all right. There were parts where I was like, oh, okay. But like I said, I'm going to get into the detail about what I really didn't like about it and why I can't give it more than one. Mm. Okay. So, okay. so Amy, you, you got to have more though, right? Because I got, I got tons of shows. You got to have more. What else did you, what else did you watch? 
Um, I watched Kipo. I watched Kipo, okay. which was a thumbs up for me. Um, I go double thumbs up. Like again, as everyone knows, one of my favorite I'm, shows. So I'm going two thumbs and two toe thumbs up, man. Like, <laughs> all the all the fingers. I'm going. I'm putting them up, man. I'm putting Wait, you got you got rings on your toes too? Whatever, whatever, whatever I, I got to do to prove that Kipo is is that is that is okay. the best. I would agree with you. I would agree with you. What, right. what else? So you guys are not loving everything that I that I was that I would. I, we are not agreeing today. What did you watch? Oh my goodness, me! I got a lot more than that. So what about Pokemon? I I watched the episode four. I'm gonna give it just a neutral. Like I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. I thought I mean, you know what I will say though. Again, since we're talking spoiler free, is I did really enjoy the animation though. I thought the animation was on point. Yes. Okay, I would agree with I, that. I would agree. I'm with gonna that. I'm gonna give it a thumb and a half up. Uh, it wasn't on the wow. level of Ke- okay. it wasn't on the level of Kipo, but for me it was almost like that nostalgia of uh, me coming home after school and watching that like that show on the WB and enjoying just being a kid again almost like it was I liked that it it was I haven't watched like a new Pokemon show in a very long time so I was very excited about it. Uh, and I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. My son watched it a little bit with me. He would like peek in to see what was happening. So he enjoyed it. Um, so I, it's going to be one of the shows I think we might touch a little bit upon a little bit with more details later. But I, I enjoyed Pokemon, the journeys. Uh, and from what I read, it, which is pretty cool, they're going to put out new episodes like every three months. So I thought that was cool, too. All right. I uh, Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Maybe you, you just got to be like a big fan or something. But for me, it was like a half a thumb. Like that's that's really as far as I can go. It wasn't like, a bad show. Like I would never give it a thumbs down. Yeah. Um. But it was it was it was like oh, okay here we go it's Pokemon Yay, yeah like, Pokemon. I wanted to like it because right. you know, I wanted I really did want to like it but I just again I'm four episodes in and I was like eh. all right so let's see what else Mr. Iglesias. Okay. Uh, I don't like him as a comedian. Right. But the show works for me. It's a it's a one thumbs up if you're not interested in like if you're looking for sitcom. It's a it's a you know maybe even a half a thumbs up because it it's okay. Like I I watch it. It's definitely something to watch. But you know it's not bad. And then F is for Family was terrible. <laughs> I oh just, yeah. I didn't care for it at all. Did um, you make it through the whole show or just you stopped? I stopped. Um, I, I just it's it's not my sort of animated comedy at all, right? Okay. So then let's see. We had reality Z. Reality Z, man, you <laughs> pumped this show up, D. This was your jam. What's this going on? This is my jam, and it's like it's like no thumbs nowhere. Like it was terrible. <laughs> the <laughs> like, zombies took your thumb. The zombies took your thumb. They I, ate the thumb. It was terrible. I'm gonna agree with you on that. I actually turned it off before the end of the first episode. I, I did like, too. I this couldn't is do it. Not for me. I, well, and and I'm all about the zombies. So before anybody's like, ah, oh, she must not like that. I love the zombie genre, and this one was a big no thanks for me. See, and I'm the sucker. I made it through all. I think it was ten episodes. Uh, there were parts that. I was like, all right, but it was more like a like a telenovela kind of yeah, zombie. I could see that. Like it was very like reality TV, like zombie esque. And, and and you know what, Damon, you're not real big on the gruesome and gory stuff, so it's a good thing but you didn't finish it because no, there were parts dude. that there were parts in there that I was like, oh man, like woo. Okay, like, there you, was, <laughs> like I told you, zombie stuff usually doesn't bother me, so that that's not so bad. But but, but hold uh, on a I, second, I, I just. You made it through the whole thing. Like, and when he told me he made it through the whole thing, I was like, wow. 
I'm not, wow, you know, I, I'm not a quitter, man. I, I want to give it hope. I want to give it hope. And I know I have the whole three episodes, but like episode two, like episode three was pretty decent where I was like, oh, I'll give it a <laughs> Stop. shot. Stop. I'm serious. That, I was like, there's I'll give no it a possible shot. way there was but an then, episode of that show was... that was decent. <laughs> 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 just, I think what it was, it was almost like one of those things where like you, what, what did it say? It's like a train wreck or a car wreck. Yeah, like, yeah. Like you, you look at it and you just want to see what happened. I think that's what I felt at times, but I mean, it's the opposite of of Curon. Like you don't have to pay attention. Like you know what's you know what's gonna happen. Yeah, okay. there's there's so much bad that like I just again since it's spoiler free, we can still talk about like why were there even zombies? Did they tell you why there was even zombies? Like it felt like there was just zombies running around like straight from jump, and I'm like, wait, what? And then like no one seems to be concerned that they're zombies. They're just right. like ah, zombies, <laughs> right? <laughs> Like yeah, that no, was just that was just weird. Yeah, I give it, at most I give it half a thumb. That's right. not yeah, not not worth uh wait, not I, worth the ten episodes, but I'm the sucker, so I watched it. All right, so well, I finished. Go ahead, go ahead, Amy. I was nah. gonna say uh, you just said the total opposite of uh, of Kiron, which reminded me there was actually something else that I watched, which would actually be the total opposite of Reality Z, which was Alexa and Katie, which was perhaps my favorite teen show i have ever seen ever oh snap so so, th- so this is going to be one of those things that we talk about on that special episode right mm-hmm. where we talk about yep. our top kid shows absolutely so so let me ask an interesting question then because that's a show again like i don't usually watch shows that touch on cancer it's just kind of mm-hmm. it's kind of a bummer for me but i know that you had told me that it wasn't necessarily the case what age what what age are we looking at here like 10 year olds 14 year olds um, like yeah, what, what think, would you say there's nothing, I, I think there's nothing there that would be too upsetting. There's definitely nothing inappropriate. I think 10-year-olds would be fine. Like, my 9-year-old wandered in the room every now and then, and he'd be like, what are you watching, Alexa and Katie again? Because uh, <laughs> he knew that once I started, I just kind of couldn't stop. Um, but, yeah, I definitely, like, 10 years old could watch. I mean, they're, they're, it's, they're four, there's four seasons, and it's their four high school years. Okay. Um, so definitely kids who are of that age will kind of understand the challenges of that age a little more. Um, but I, I, I would think that you could go as low as 10 with that. Yeah. All right. I, I think that might be one that I add to my own personal list. So wait, what about Fuller House? I thought you were watching oh, Fuller House. Yeah. I'm still watching Fuller House. I'm still okay, watching so Fuller you... House. There's I'm, I'm new to Fuller House, so I've got more seasons to get through okay, that so... one. Um, I'm watching yeah. that. That's a thumbs up for me so far. Um, I got a lot I could say about that one too. I we'll have to, that. we'll have to hold off on that one. Yeah. But uh, so the thing is, Outer Banks. So oh. I just finished watching that in between these two weeks. I know I'm a little bit late to the game. That was another, I would say, two thumbs up for me. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed that show. Only The only fact is I felt like maybe we could have done a little bit without some of the, the harder, darker stuff. And maybe right. the audience would have been a little bit bigger. Right. I, I think- agree with that. That's why for me that wouldn't be a two thumbs up. That would be like a one thumb up for me. Because I did feel like it was just so dark. Yeah. Um, you know. Like, so. it, but it was good, Diego. It, it's something that I think that I would like to talk about more. So mm-hmm. I think you might need to watch it. I mean, I don't know how you feel, Amy. I thought it was definitely a lot to chat about there. Yes, though. absolutely, absolutely. I'll put it on the agenda. Okay, <laughs> let me see if there's anything else. Well, that, that... I watched. Uh, I finally got caught up with Thirteen Reasons Why, and it's real cool because I think Damon, you were able to talk to uh, one of the characters, Darren Naylor, which yep. we'll have later on in the episode here today. Um, but I got to catch up. I, I, I enjoyed season three uh, that I finished. Uh, they're on season four right now, but I enjoyed season three. Uh, it was more almost like uh, like a murder mystery kind of thing. I mean, they still focused on like all those big issues, like 
um, sexual assault, bullying, and all that stuff. Um, but the the murder mystery was kind of like the big thing in, epi- in season three. So I enjoyed kind of trying to figure out who, who did it. Um, and then I started season four right now, and it's kind of like a continuation of what went down at the end of season three. So I'm kind of interested to see where it goes right now. But it's the final, se- uh, final season of the series so what about lennox hill on the order didn't you you guys didn't check them out i did not check out lennox hill and i haven't started the new season of the order i loved the first season so i'm interested in seeing the the new season i just haven't seen that one yet yeah you guys you guys have impressed me with your tv watching i thought maybe when we started this podcast i was gonna have to be like really and you guys have just whipped on me in terms of tv watching so (laughs) man hey listen man this is the last full week of work, so you're gonna you're gonna be in trouble soon because now I'm gonna have a lot of free time, man. <laughs> I'm about to watch though. all the Pokemon series on Netflix. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm about uh, to be the best Pokemon master in the world. There Fantastic. we go. Yeah, you go for that, man. <laughs> Do you guys have any other shows, or are you guys ready to get deep into some of these other shows? I'm ready to do a deep dive here, yeah. Yeah. So then let's give everyone a chance that's listening and not ready for spoilers to fast forward a little bit, go to about minute 56 to catch our interview, and then hear some of the shows that we're looking forward to watching. So now that we gave everyone a chance to fast forward, let's get into Kipo and the Age of Wonder Beast. We've been talking about it almost every episode, and today we actually have a special guest, so Ella... Introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about yourself, and let us know why you're here. Hi, nice to meet everyone. Uh, my name is Ella Anders. I am a writer, otaku fangirl, uh, who dives into pretty much anything revolving around Western animation, and of course, anime as a whole, on top of literature and manga. As I said before, my go-to person whenever we need to discuss anything, cartoon, animation, and me and Ella actually work on some stuff together, some DuckTales stuff on BSC Kids, and she's done a lot of phenomenal stuff over there as well for us. So that's kind of why we brought her on, to talk about one of the best shows of all time, animation. See, I I know I'm overstepping my bounds, because see, Ella's going to have to check me on that, because I'm sure she's watched some pretty good animated stuff, but for me, like, this is one of my top shows. Of all time. Of all time animated, it hmm. is. It sits like just a teeny tiny bit below Gravity Falls for me. Right. And and I was scared about season two. I really, truly was because I was like, w- again, this is a spoiler, right? We're in spoilers now. We're in Spoilerville. So, yeah, I was scared for the season. I mean, you guys watched them closer together. Ella, you watched everything kind of in one shot. And you, the rest of you guys, you, you didn't watch them as far apart as I did, right? No, I, I just watched seasons one and two together as well, so... And okay. I pretty much, yeah, I pretty much did the same. I, I was on board with you, D. I was a little bit worried that it wasn't going to have the same feel as in season one. And I was pleasantly surprised. I mean, not pleasantly surprised, but I was pleasantly happy with everything that happened in season two. Everything. Yeah, I, I, I would say the same. Like, I, I was definitely excited for season two. And I was a little worried as well. But, you know, I, I don't know how everyone else felt like... When did you feel that you knew that the mother was the Mega Monkey? Ooh. You know, it's funny you say that because I think an episode or two before that, when they were like showing a lot about the mom and that like that backstory, yeah. part of me was like, the mom's alive. Now, the me- her being the, the Mega Monkey, no idea. But part of me said, the mom's alive, 
somewhere, somehow, I have this feeling. And then when they reveal this to you with the Mega Monkey, I was like, well, I didn't see that one. I didn't see that one. <laughs> yeah, I, I was the same way. <clears throat> it was pretty obvious to me that the mom was alive once they started going back into the flashbacks, which, by the way, was my favorite part of season two, was the fact that we got so much backstory. Because I felt like there was a lot of that missing in season one. I was like, I just... What's going on? Like, why is everything this way? And what's happened? And how are you this way? Um, so I, that's my favorite part about season two is all of the flashbacks. But my nine-year-old actually called the mom being the mega monkey before I did. Um, and so. that's what I was going to get to. My 10-year-old did as well. And I felt kind of stupid. Right. Exactly. <laughs> he said it. He's like, oh, that's the mom. And I was like, it's, it's not the mom. What are you talking about? And he's like, mom, it's the mom. And sure enough, it was the mom. So he schooled me. Yeah, I would agree. So Ella, what did you think about in terms of, you've probably watched a little bit more anime than the rest of us. Like, what was your thought watching it in one shot? Like, what what's your take on it? Like, how does it fit in your scheme of, did you like it? Did you not like it? And what did you think about it? I was aware of the series and I have this long list of backlog that I'm slowly working through. Uh, right off the bat, just the intro to how the world is set up, it reminded me of, it is a newer uh, shonen manga called Dr. Stone that kind of deals with the idea that the earth has been taken over by nature. That was my first thought when we got into the first few frames of the first episode. And as we developed with, you know, the mutes and Kipo and how she is basically a genetic experiment, I kept thinking, oh, wow, this is kind of like a dystopian spin on Tokyo Mew Mew, which is a shoujo magical girl series that literally has our heroines basically have the DNA structure to able to accept the DNA of endangered animals and they transform and are able to use those powers. So I'm like, okay, you're kind of playing off that maybe i'm not quite sure but let's see how it goes and did you enjoy it like in terms of, of seeing the first two seasons like it was it just so we kind of go with like this you know thumbs up thumbs down neutral sort of take like was it good or was it just okay for you going into it i didn't know necessarily what to expect besides okay it's dreamworks looking at the staff and the credits and of course first thing in your mind when you start hearing it is oh, Kipo's Glimmer, and you have that <laughs> mental setup. It's like, oh, I'm yeah. seeing Glimmer. That's a little weird, but okay. Um, I think it is following the structure DreamWorks seems to be with their original series in the sense of we're having our, you know, basic establishment, season one, season two, it goes uphill, and oh, season three is going to be fun when that comes around. Yeah, I... In, you know, it's funny, I felt after I was done with this season, I kind of felt the same way I did after season one, like I was a little worried, like, so at the end, we, we get, you know, this kind of new villain per se, right? So I mean, Scarlamagne's still around, right? We're kind of still feeling what's going on there. But we have this new introduction of the scientists that were in the borough with, you know, Kipo's parents to start with. And I don't know, like, it's funny, it's the same sort of feeling I felt at the end of season one, like, I don't know about that. But you know, I'm hopeful that they're going to pull off something kind of like they did with, you know, the second season. I actually liked the fungus. Like, I liked fungus. I thought, <laughs> I thought that was, I thought that was good, right? Like, I thought that was interesting. And I also liked the callback to our water dude, right? To, to mm -hmm. come save the day at the end of the day. Cause, right, we saw him in season right. one. Mm -hmm. But my absolute favorite part was the brunch. I mean, that was with just so. The, the brunch with the shrimp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, you know, rad and all those. Like he just has such these ideas that, again, made it 
so interesting to me. It's it's really about the characters that they meet, right? And the journey. And again, I'm not necessarily a journey person. I'm more of a story person, if that makes sense between the two. But they did a great job at the characters. I just wish we saw more of the wolves again. Like, I kind of missed some of the characters that I enjoyed from season one, right? The frogs, right? They kind of caught, caught the raw deal at the end. Right. Um, and, you know, the the wolves a little bit. I mean, we, we get to see a lot of them during that, you know, Coliseum scene. But I, I felt like I wish I saw more of them. The only other thing I would say is, and this has kind of been on my mind a lot about watching this series, it shrinks the world a little bit. After seeing this season, you know, are, are we looking at just one small pocket of the world? Like, you know, from the distance that they travel, I mean, we're looking at like a state, like one state in this overall larger world. It seems very weird that Scarlemagne is, is, is he taking over the state? Like, does he think he's taking over the world? Like, is the world just that small? Like, what what's made it kind of small? Or am I just misinterpreting that and because there's mutes and you know and we did saw no mega bunnies in season two which is brutal but you know we just saw <laughs> pictures of them but you know that they can just travel so far of a distance that it that it's larger than i than you know we think i, I don't know that's just something that's kind of bothered me a little I bit think, i think we talked about that a little bit on the first time we talked about kipo with the fact that i think we were actually talking about where does season two go yeah and will it go worldwide do we see other other places that are affected. I mean, we can assume that the whole world is covered with mutes. It's not just, it's, I find it hard that these large animals are only happening in one part of the world. Sure. Okay. But then what are we, like I said, what are we seeing in terms of Scarlemagne, right? That's, I guess, where I'm trying to get at. If he's trying to take over what? The mutes, the world, the state, the town? Like, what, what is it that we're seeing, right? Is this just a small pocket of a story in a larger world? I think I think that's usually the case with most dystopian tales, though, right? Like you're you're just looking at the area where the main characters live. You're not really focused on <clears throat> focused on the whole rest of the world. Like, I mean, he's from a lab, you know. He's 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 from a lab, and the revenge that he wants is on the people that were in the lab and the people that kept him down. So, originally, I think that you know maybe and maybe that's maybe that's where season three goes, right? Like originally, you're really just focused on that area where they were right even the borough like it looks like she's traveled so far in season one and then she gets back and it really wasn't that far at all um and so i think that that's kind of the nature of a dystopian story though is that it does deal with just or at least it only tells you about a small part of the world that was affected Uh, whether it's a town or a state or well i mean i look at hunger games though right and that gives me the whole world per se Uh, yeah, it it does, but it but it doesn't too. I mean, again, you're you're focused on the, I can't think of what they're called, but the different areas, the, di- right? the districts. <clears throat> yeah, the districts. You're, and you're not you're not really talking global. You're talking the districts, which are relatively near one another. And I, I don't know. I just I think of dystopian more as a boiled down, narrower view of everything because otherwise there's too much to explain. Right. Like how, why, you know, why did it happen here and how come that government didn't take care of it there and what happened to those people there and was nobody prepared? And and we also don't really know what happened. You know, well, I think that's what we might get into a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I don't yeah, know. The, Got the new scientist. Right. I think we are going to get into her hatred for the mutes and how the, the mutes ended up getting so big and taking over the whole. 
I'm I'm gonna say planet because I just I my mind can't wrap <laughs> Do we don't there's no way that we see the whole planet in that series. I don't think we guy. see the whole planet, but I think we we it, it has affected the whole planet. I think that's that's get re- that's gonna get referenced at some point. Oh yeah, definitely. To. Yeah. I, I all right, so fa- favorite favorite mute right now. Like I I'm gonna go with still the timber cats are still my jam. I mean I yeah. I wanna say the wolves, but I'm gonna go timber cats. I like the goats, man. The goats, re- the goats really. Ha- I, I, and I don't like cheese that much, right? But the yeah. goats really. I, I found them. They had like a, a golden girl kind of feel to them. They're fed uh, Gouda, Chevre, Fromage chant. Like I was, I was in there. I was in it. They were reading the cheese. Okay. They told they told people everything about how her dad came in, herbs in, herbs out. I like the goats right now. They, they're, they might be one of my favorites besides Dave. I'm still a big well, Dave's fan of phenomenal, Dave. yes. <laughs> uh, I'm a theater girl, so I loved the theaters. Um, I, <laughs> I thought for, they were. I forgot about them. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, they were fantastic. Um, and you know, the, just the different groups were some of my favorite part of it. Like I thought it was so smart how they really kind of tried to keep to the personalities of the like the actual animals. Like the the wolves were sneaky but smart, and you know the the I mean Chevrolet. It's goat cheese. Like, just, I don't know. The writing for the, the different groups was really great. But the theaters were my favorite. <laughs> Ella, what about you? I feel like I'm leaning towards the Timber Cats just because I feel like they're going to continue to be a big point in the series. And honestly, they're cats. I mean, we live in an age where cats are pretty much dominating the internet as is, so it's kind of <laughs> hard to reject cats. Yeah, I, I, I could see that. I could see that. So what would be something that maybe we all, that you didn't necessarily love about season two? And we'll go, we'll go reverse order, Ella. We'll let, we'll let you start. Although I liked having the flashbacks, I feel like having some more buildup for some of it. Of course, granted, we don't know endgame what they are planning and how they're pacing things out. But again, sometimes it's better to, you know, over time, let things come to the surface rather than just spelling it all out right there and then. All right, Amy, that's you then. Yeah, I don't... What did I not like? That's That's hard to say. I guess... I guess I kind of struggle a little bit with, um, and it was explained, but how when it when it became, and I hope again I watched both seasons together, so I'm hopeful that I'm still in season two. But when Wolf finds out that uh, Kipo is a mute, um, and then she just kind of distances herself. She's you know she's got trust issues clearly as they go into from her her upbringing, but just this idea of they they're all working together and again wolf was always kind of skeptical of being part of a group to begin with um so i get that but i felt like they had really they were very cohesive then at that point and then they find out this secret and then it's kind of like yeah i'm done with you even after kipo had done i mean kipo was every turn every bad thing that happened to her she's always upbeat she's always looking forward she's always trying to and then for wolf to just be like yeah you know i I don't trust you anymore what's not to trust about kipo yeah but i mean she was almost murdered i know i know she was i i i get that i get that i just it just seemed like they had all grown so close and then she just did a complete 180 at that that thing and that it just kind of bothered me because i feel like so much of the show is about friendship um and that was just a piece that i was like oh really you're just gonna drop her like that so that was that was an issue for me diego i guess you're up diego i mean for me it's it's, it's very 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 tiny detail 
But I was very upset that uh, Wolves' death uh, stalker cane uh, yeah. got broken. I was very, very upset about that, man. I love. But, but is that a bad thing of the story, or is that just? No, that's just that's just me being upset. I was like, oh man, she because she wielded that thing so well, and then I was like, ah. But I, I'm, I'm kind of like with Amy. There, there wasn't really a lot in season two that just like I was like, ah, I don't like that. But every, I, I love season two. I like season two more than season one. So I, I can't find a lot wrong with season one, uh, season two. Yeah, I think the only thing for me is that the two scientist henchmen seemed a little dumb. Like, <laughs> right? They just seemed a little dumb. They're henchmen. Like, that's their point in the story. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's true, right? But if I'm thinking like genetic scientists, like, I don't know. I just thought they would have had a little more uh, intelligence. Maybe intelligence they were interns. Maybe they, Maybe were, they interns. were interns. <laughs> Maybe they were interns, man. All right, so what do you what do you want to see in season three? So for for me, again, the, the scientist stuff, you know, and I got the opportunity to, to talk to the creators of the show, and I think one of the things they kind of spoke about was this: the show is going to be more of a journey than necessarily a, a full, you know, start, middle, end story. And that's where, again, for me in season three, what am I really looking forward to? Is I guess you know, kind of seeing what that means in terms of this journey with the scientists. But again, I have this feeling like I'm not so invested in that just yet, that whole scientist bad guy sort of thing. But I I guess, you know, we'll we'll see. And I'd like to learn a little bit more about Dave. I mean, I know there's not a lot to learn about mutes, but I I think it would be interesting to kind of see maybe a Dave before Benson, you know, something maybe a little bit about him might be interesting. I like that, and I'm kind. Of, my, for me, I'm kind of leaning towards. I want more Scarlamine. I want more Hugo. Now, whether that transforms into he eventually teams up with them to stop the evil scientists, I don't know. But I, I, I really enjoyed the Scarlamine character and his whole like storyline. So I want to see more of that, and I'm hoping he's still a big part of the story in season three. That's true, and I want to see more Mega Bunnies. <laughs> I'm going to go with you, Diego, on that. I, I, you know, I know that, that we were just saying that in season two, like, we get this new villain. I didn't really see the scientist as much of a villain. Like, I saw her as, like, oh, that's not right. Um, and not a good person, but I didn't see her as, like, the big villain. And I know that at the end of season two, they set it up where she's talking to the humans and really getting them riled up. Like, yeah, you know, we're going to take back the surface. But And I have the feeling that's where season three goes. But... I really loved all of the Scarlamane backstory, and I love just, I, I love a complicated villain. Um, so I'm hoping that he doesn't go away in season three, because I definitely like to see more of him. Wasn't it cool to kind of see where the whole court came from? Like, that yeah. was, that was I felt like, was a, a pretty good setup from, you know, a writing standpoint, is to see, okay, well, that's where that came from in terms of, you know, but you don't see her as a villain. She's trying to pretty much wipe out sentient animal life on the surface. No, I mean, I see her as a villain, but I I, I felt like, and and maybe, maybe that was her point in season two, is that we're just getting introduced to her so that she can be the big bad in season three. Um, but I just, I didn't feel like she was as big of an issue as as Scarlamane was. Um, mm. And and again, it's probably because they did so much backstory with him that I just he just felt bigger. Um, but yeah, so I, I she's definitely a villain, but I didn't see her as the biggest baddest. Gotcha. All right, Ella, what do you think? What are you looking forward to in season three? Honestly, I'm very curious 
how the world got to where it was, I feel like that's going to be a story that we're not necessarily going to see every piece necessarily click based on who was telling you. Obviously, the scientists are going to tell you different stories than, like, Dave, if he knows some of it, what he's going to tell you probably isn't going to completely sync up, but watching the characters try and piece how this how this happened, and kind of using it as a guide point, and seeing Scarlamane's redemption arc, which we all know is going to happen, I feel like he's this season's Catra, in a way, uh, just seeing how he progresses, because he definitely has a lot of issues with the humans, and he has to find a way to work through that, and... Wolf, obviously, she still has some distrust. Seeing both of them maybe end up having their own kind of like solo episode where they're on an adventure together and seeing them both kind of work past some of the walls they have. I like that. I like that. Yeah, I would agree with that. I feel like at the end of the day, like, Scarlet Mane's mad. Like, I kind of get why he's mad. And then on the other hand, like, I kind of don't. Like, everything <laughs> collapsed. Like, they had a just... human. Yeah, right. <laughs> you would say that, you human. Like, I felt like, he, you know, listen, you have Kipo and Hugo. I mean, who's the dad going to pick at the end of the day? Right. Of course he's going to pick his kid, but he's, he's not necessarily just mad about that. I mean, think about, if you think about those scenes back in the lab, right? Like, even after, you know, they they find out, like, he's being tested on, like, the whole time he's in the lab, he is being tested on. He's a research subject. And then, you know, then once they find out that he can talk, they, they go through like that little montage with music in the background of like him on a treadmill and him being asked to do this and him being asked to do that. So, I mean, his whole life was to be a lab rat. But doesn't he feel, I mean, don't you feel like that he, I just feel like what happened was with, you know, Kipo's parents that, you know, they were trying to do everything they could for him. And then just because he didn't come back after the burrow collapsed, because he didn't think anyone was alive, like, that's a reason to start this, you know, Louis, you know, kingdom of, I, I don't know, that just seems, like I said, He's all also bent an on. animal. He's not yeah. a human, he's an animal, so his reasoning skills might not be quite there. Hmm. And think okay. about his age when all of this was happening, right. too. He was younger, he didn't necessarily comprehend things, he'd never been outside his room before, he was only exposed to Kipo's parents mostly. He didn't have the backbone of, oh, this is how this can happen. He didn't have the reasoning for that. And it's also going to be interesting, his growing relationship with Kipo, because at one point, didn't he refer to her as a sister? Just yeah, seeing absolutely. how that relationship's going to go and how her father's going to react like, oh, I guess I have these two kids. How am I going to balance this? And of course, you know, bringing the mother back into the equation somehow is going to be an interesting ride. D does she turn back human or does she always stay mega monkey? She turns back. You think so? A and Hugo helps. Oh, okay. Now that, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Now that, now that Kipo can go back and forth between the two, I'm sure there'll be a lot of her trying to teach her mom how to do it as well. Maybe, maybe. All right, I think that that was was that our, was that it, Diego? We we keep yeah, no, I mean, I, I, like I said, I've thoroughly enjoyed season two. I think uh, we nailed some of the good points. Some I didn't mention. I just want to kind of touch upon it, and I think I said this about season one: the music in season two is so on point. Yeah. Everything, <laughs> yeah. every I loved every single beat, every single song, and, the lyrics, everything was just great. I, and what's funny is is that I would agree with you. And again, I don't know. 
Amy or Ella, your musical taste, like I, I'm uh, strictly hip hop. That's all I listen to. So what I found interesting was it was the first time I was like, yo, I think I have to go look up what that is. Cause like <laughs> I might listen to that if there was, you know, Kipo soundtrack, like it would run on, on, you know, I would listen to that. Like, like it I wouldn't even... be something that I would be like, oh, well, you know, show to it doesn't even seem like that. It was. It would be an album I would listen to. Even the soft song that she sings to her mom, to the Mega Monkey, to like calm it down. Like yes. it's just so. It's so cat and like so relaxing. Like I'm listening to her sing it to her mom, and I'm like, oh, like I'm. I, I'm like in the show. I'm in the show. Uh, yeah. So I just, I just big ups to to the music department for Kibo because they, they, it's really, really good. Like it, it lets you get be part of the show almost. And again, it's interesting that you, you have a discussion because, again, I got to speak to both of the creators and we touched on, you know, the music and they're they're from outside New York. They're like they're hip hop people like that's that's their thing. So it's interesting to kind of yeah, see but what they come you up ha- with. You have that song that the, the, the theater sang, the down with the humans. Yeah, like, like, it's just catchy. Like I was singing that after I saw the episode. I was singing that like around the, 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 the house. So, yeah, it's just it's really well done. The show's really well done. So, yeah, agreed. So. Thank you, Ella, for joining us today. Really appreciate it. You definitely seem like someone I'm gonna have to go to for anime. Like you were dropping some knowledge, and I was like, Phew, "Let's go." She, she's got too, <laughs> too much knowledge for me. It embarrasses me sometimes. Sometimes well, I'll say, that hard. Well, "Yeah, that's true." But like sometimes we'll be talking Ducktales, and then I'll be like, "Oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right." <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get into Curon, guys. I, Amy, did you finish the series? I'm oh, not sure. I did. I, I, fin- did. All right, I, I did. I did not. I'm gonna be. Qu- I'm gonna be quiet for most of this. <laughs> All right. Well, good. Because this show was a little bit too smart for you, so it's fine. We don't. We'll, we'll <laughs> oh, dumb it down oh, for the. Oh, oh. A little too much work. I don't know about <laughs> smart, but I mean a little too much work. No, I and I said it before. I agreed with you, Damon, that it's definitely a show that you need to pay attention to. It has a lot of similarities to me, uh, too dark, like Damon said. Um, but for me, the the reason I can't give it two thumbs down, and I can only give it one, and that's like. That's kind of pushing it a little bit. It's because it wait, two thumbs down or two thumbs up? No, closer. Closer. I if anything, I go half a thumb. Okay. Uh, because it just had too many similarities to other shows. Like or what? Other, like, uh, did you ever see the movie Us, the the Jordan Peele movie that came no, out? No, like, I didn't. See, in, in the Jordan Peele movie, it was like the same basis. Where like, there's like a doppelganger, and I just feel like the whole doppelganger thing. Like I've just seen either. I don't know if it's just me or it's a real thing, but like I feel like it's just it's getting overdone, and I just I didn't like that. And I, once the, the whole uh, doppelganger thing kind of came into light, and like you're seeing what's happening, the doppelganger is trying to kill the 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 non like I just I was like ugh, like I'm over. I was like by episode like seven or eight, I'm like I'm over it. Like I just want to see what happens, and like I just, that really bothered me that it was too much. Like I had already seen this story in a sense. Okay. All right. And again, I didn't see us, so maybe maybe I haven't been saturated with doppelgangers. Um, but uh, I I loved the fact that it was so mind bendy and twisty, and I liked trying to figure out like what was going on. And and being a history person, I loved just like the historical part of it, right? Like the which again, you don't know. Like like they, throughout the beginning of it, they keep saying like you know, and it's those 
darn Reynas that have ruined this town. And, you know, it's because of them we've got this curse. And I kept being, what's the curse? How'd they ruin the town? What happened? And it's not until later when you finally find out, like, you know, what happened that the, their ancestors flooded the town to kill the Germans that settled there who were leftover Nazis from the war. And, and that, you know, they have like this bonfire that they're sacrificing, you know, sacrificing in quotes in order to appease the bell tower. I, I just, there was so, I really enjoyed like the story of it. I didn't actually like the characters very much. Um, I had a hard time sympathizing with anybody. Like when people would die, I'd be like, well, you kind of deserve that. Um, <laughs> but you know, I, I just, I liked the, the twisty kind of nature of it. I, I enjoyed that. And I, and again, I, I tend to be a little bit of an overthinker, like, as I'm watching and I'm looking at the the doubles and I'm trying to see like, are there similar, like what is it that is making that person at that time get the bells in their head that causes his double to come? Like what are the similarities? And then how come some of the doubles can be killed, but other doubles can't be killed. And like, and I think I, I think I actually had a thought about that yesterday. They might've touched upon it a little bit, but I think at one point, um, it might have been Clara, the um, the the mom mm-hmm. of, yep. the, of the of the kids. Mickey's mom, she, yeah. Yep, and she was the the doppelganger was like, "You can't kill us." Um, and I think it has to do with because at the end, Lucas's doppelganger was dead. Right. But I think it's because the real Lucas right, was, was dead as dead. well. Yeah. So I think if the real one dies, then the doppelganger can die, and that made me think a little bit that that's probably why mm-hmm. Albert killed the real Anna right at the end I think that's why he shot her because he knew that if he he couldn't kill the other doppelganger until the real Anna was dead so I think that's why he ended up shooting her in the caves right um and I think it's just they just have like a mental breakdown like that's that's it they've they're mentally weak and then their doppelganger like takes advantage of that and is trying to you know come from the lake the bell tower whatever it is to you know, exact revenge and take over, which is almost like us. In fact, there's a line in Curon where um, she, one of the characters says, oh, the, I say it's Clara again. She says, you have restrained us for far too long. It's like I'm almost positive. I have to go back to the movie Us that the one character says the same thing to her doppelganger. Like, you've held me down for way too long. It's time for me to be on the surface. Well, and they were and they were pretty clear about the fact that what the doppelganger is, what the double is, it, it it's that part of yourself that you try to repress, right? It's everything that you're afraid to to let go. So it's like the darker part of you. Right. Um, so they were, you know, they were pretty clear. Like that part, I felt like I was I was clear on. It was just that that piece of like, what is it that's causing them to come out? Because again, we don't really see like what causes Anna's doppelganger to come out when she's so much younger. And then, you know, we can kind of see with Albert, you know, he's kind of struggling because Anna's leaving and now he's sad that Anna's leaving and Clara's like, well, I don't care that you love Anna, be with me. Um, And so I thought that was like an interesting piece there because I didn't really feel like he was being super weak except for the fact that he was missing his girlfriend who was moving away. Um, And then at the end, the two girls, they've clearly been through some trauma um, and are feeling kind of guilty about things, but... I don't know. I just that was the one piece in it that I thought was kind of a weak thread is that like it wasn't ever really clear what the specific incident or factor was that caused that to happen to a person that caused you to hear the bells. Right. See, I and at the beginning of the show, I've kind of felt like 
it had a real The Shining kind of feel to it because they were going to like this hotel. No one was staying at this hotel. Things obviously happened at the hotel, at the Reynolds Hotel. And I was thinking, all right, there's going to be like a little curse in the hotel, blah, blah, blah. Like, and I feel like part of me would have enjoyed that more than just this curse of the lake. I don't know why. It just, I don't know. But like I said, by the time episode eight or nine came about, it's kind of like, eh, whatever. Okay. All right. I so. don't, I don't know that like I would want to see another season of it. Like, yeah. I, I feel like it's good. Like they wrapped it up. It's good. I don't need to see anybody else's doppelganger. Like now that I know how it works for the most part, I still don't understand how they come, but like now that I know the story, like we're good. Like that's yeah, fine. I, th- Let's, I think the only, now. I think the only option that they were kind of leaning towards was that the, that villager, the one, uh, the German guy, I think mm-hmm. he was trying to kind of like, Get, get uh, gather all the townspeople to say you know what we gotta take care of this we gotta um get rid of the reinas and kind of like fight back kind of thing uh, right that well that be- was kind of like the plan right let's get we're the germans that they tried to drown out by flooding the town let's all the doppelgangers up until clara were italian so they were all the Italians. It was the Germans who were kind of doing those offerings, my guess is, to get rid of the Italians who had flooded out their ancestors. Um, but then all of a sudden you have Clara thrown in there at the end, and then I'm like, well, wait, now we've got a German doppelganger. So I don't, there was a lot of, of twistiness to there. That seems like too much work for me. <laughs> yeah, so I was just going to ask you, Damon, so what, besides it being kind of twisty or whatever, what else kind of drove you away from the show? Dude, too much work. And, and that all sounds like too much work for me. Like, you make it sound like it was a lot of effort, and that's just not the sort of effort. I got other shows to watch. <laughs> that's too much for me. Yeah, real, real quick to dismiss. All right, so we'll, we're going we're gonna to give it – we already gave our ratings for Curaron, right? Yep. I gave it maybe half a thumb, one thumb. It is what I it is. I gave it a thumb, yeah. And Damon gives it nothing because – I give it neutral. Give it zero. All right, so let's move on to the next show. I want to talk about Pokemon. I want to talk about Pokemon. Just for just give me just give me like two minutes, D. Just give me two minutes of Pokemon talk. Dude, I, again, I don't necessarily. I didn't hate it. I, I just I don't think I would have continued. So, for me, it, you know, it looked great. I think that you know it looked really good, and, and the idea of this new Pokemon sounded awesome, right? Because you know, one of the things I like is like finding like those new things. Like it all sounded great, but then it was just boring. Right. Like right. That's what it was. Like it sounded like a great idea. It looked really good, and then it was boring. Yeah, I'm, and I'm with you. Like, right from the beginning, it, it sounded to me like a 1950s documentary. Like, here we are at Pokemon Academy. This is Ash. Ash is going to catch all the Pokemon. Like, it just, or like a Thomas the Tank Engine episode, right? Like, Sir Topham Hat is very angry today. Uh, like, that's kind of how it felt to me. Like, they were just, it just felt like it was just a bunch of introductions and like a catalog of Pokemon. And then as it went on, it was like, basically, I'm watching somebody play Pokemon Go. Like, they're just catching Pokemon and they're battling in Pokemon. Like, there was no storyline to it. It was just, you know, in this episode. It was episode, like a Pokedex and a Poke game. Yes, that's it. exactly what it was. That's exactly what it was. So it wasn't bad. And I can imagine that if you're a Pokemon fanatic, that it was like, oh, my God, this is the best thing ever. But for me, I was like, yeah, I don't care. It okay. looked good, though. It did look it, good. It looked beautiful. I, I agree with you 100% on that. As far as the looks go, one of the best things, and it always, like, 
gave me a chuckle even when I was a kid was like the facial animation where they like change the eyes or it's like very yeah exactly. see I don't like that oh it's so creepy when their eyes go all yeah, white all I don't of a sudden like that. oh it's terrible I hated to watch that that made me bananas yeah. and maybe that's just again maybe it's an age thing but like that's not the kind of animation I'm used to at, like growing up and when those eyes would go white when like they would be surprised or whatever I'm like yeah. oh, oh stop it get back to your regular eyes yeah, that was not but, beautiful. But going and then going back to your point about it being like Pokemon Go, that like that's something that I really enjoyed because I you know, I just finished playing the Pokemon Sword and Shield on the Switch and it like and then just having like almost like the connection of them going to the the Galar region and catching those Pokemon that I had to catch in the game and then the Pokemon Go like where the ball goes back and forth to see if you caught the Pokemon. Like and there were so many different factors that made me connect to either Pokemon Go or the Pokemon Sword and Shield on the Switch, like that just made me, I don't know, it made me feel like a kid again. I just, I really enjoyed that. And and they even had like fake commercial breaks where like, I remember <laughs> right. as a kid, yes. I remember as a kid, they'd be like, who's that Pokemon? And you had to guess before they came <laughs> back from commercial. Like I really, and I was like, oh man. And the first time they did it, I was like, I have no idea who that Pokemon is. Right. Because right. in the because when we were kids, they would show the whole outline of the Pokemon, and now they show like a little piece of the Pokemon, like a little feather. I'm like, I have no. But once I caught on that's a Pokemon from the episode, I was like, oh, I know who that is. I know who that is. See, and it's so funny that you say that, Diego, because I think I think you're right on with that. I love Pokemon Go. I have it on my phone. I'm a level 27. Um, but <laughs> I don't want to watch somebody she, else. Is play. she like, Pokemon flexing on you? I mean, I think it I sounded, am. It, sound, it sounded like it, man. I'm going to go check. I got to check like, now. Like, it, it felt like, like my nine-year-old, he watches videos of kids playing Roblox. And he watches videos of kids playing Minecraft. And I say to myself, wouldn't you rather just play? Like, why do you really want to watch somebody else play the game? And that's what this felt like to me, that I was watching somebody else play. Because we have Pokemon Sword and Shield or whatever, and I've watched my kids play that, and I literally felt like I was watching them play it again on the screen. It just was some other random stranger playing so, the game. So you know what somebody told me, which was surprising to me? I didn't even think about it this way. So do you know that Pokemon is, like, the largest, highest-grossing media franchise above, like, Star Wars and all those other ones? I believe it, man. I believe it. It's worldwide. Yeah. It's yeah. global. It, it's not just worldwide, but they, like... like it's not just worldwide. It's bigger than worldwide. It's, 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 um, it's, it's universal. <laughs> yeah. it's but think about this, Amy. Was it yesterday? I, I heard they're like, playing it on the Mars Space Station. They are. <laughs> but didn't I send you something yesterday where, like, now they're releasing a new Pokemon Snap when you can go yes. around it? So, like, they just keep pumping out games and accessories. But and that doesn't make the show good, though. Right, it, right. I, it does, man. It just I just, it just, it makes you feel like you're a part of the show. Like, that's kind of how I felt at times. And I'll admit, there were times where in the episode was like, ugh, like, this is a boring episode. Like, I don't care about you meeting this kid and trying to catch this on, like, these no-name no, no Pokemons. Like, I want to see, I want to see you try to catch Mew. I want to see you try to battle and become the best gym master. Like, for me, the best parts were with Ash. He, he entered the tournament. He won the tournament. And he got to battle with, um, uh, who did, with Pikachu. Or when the, the two champions battle, and you got to see J uh, Dynamax Charizard fi fi uh, fight Gyarados. Like, that, to me was awesome like seeing those battles and like seeing live action because even in the games like it's okay. you know what it's like though amy he likes wwe too I do. oh my god exactly i was just gonna is. say that i, I do <laughs> yeah 
exactly Let me be a kid is. again, man. Just because you guys are so far removed from being a kid, that's not my fault. Oh, I'm a kid <laughs> at heart. I'm a kid at heart. Come on. But you know what's funny, though? I, I was talking to one, my buddy, my buddy Andre, and I was like, hey, man, like the new Pokemon, like the new Pokemon series is coming out. He's like, what do you mean a new one? I was like, yo, you know, Netflix is putting on a new show. I was like, man, I'm trying to catch all the Pokemon. He's like, man, it ain't like when we were a kid. When we were a kid, there were only 151 Pokemon. Now there's like a thousand. You're going to be catching Pokemon for the rest of your life. <laughs> so, I just, so I just thought it was funny how much it has changed since we were a kid and how big it is now. Um, but I did. I enjoyed it. I give it at least a thumb and a half. Um, but I feel like you're giving it a nostalgic thumb and a half. It, well, hey. maybe, maybe he's giving it a thumb and the half a thumb is nostalgia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know I, what? I, I give it a okay. neutral. I and give it a neutral. Okay. And that is okay. That is okay. That is okay. That is, that is okay. Yeah. I would agree with that. Because so it's touching on something in you, which means it's going to touch on something in a lot of other people, too. So. Well, it is worldwide and galactic. And universal it's galactic. And it's intergalactic. <laughs> intergalactic. So, do you guys want to touch upon Reality Z? Or are you just guys Man, I don't even that? know what there is to say about that show. This whole Olympus thing and the cheesy special I will effects say this, and the man. zombies coming from nowhere. And everyone's like, oh, that dude that just died by a, by a zombie? Yeah, let's put him in the car and bring him to the, the it was place. Such- it was get out of here. Listen, I've seen and and Amy, you can vouch or not vouch for this, but you can see if you agree with the statement. I've seen a lot of zombie shows and movies and whatever, and a lot of them I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This person, this person's good. He he's a survivor. He's got. At no point in this show was like no one's gonna live here. I was like, at, at, at every no one proved that they were ready for the zombie apocalypse. Dude, like, it a, was everyone was an idiot. A everyone reality did. show. It was. Like the worst reality show that this? you could possibly think of. <laughs> How about this, right? So they take over, right? They they finally kind of like clear all the zombies in the studio, right? Okay. The, the premise is like this: the studio was built in a crypt to like be like a fortress kind of thing, right? Okay. For whatever, for a reason for, we have no idea why. But okay. I don't know why they made a studio like into a fortress where it had like three months supply of food and this and underground tunnels. Like I, I never explained, right? And then, so finally, they take they 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 clear out the zombies, right? They're they're living in the studio. This like senator or delegate comes and like he has like a bodyguard, so they they all get together. And then they're like, all right, well, you know what? We we kind of have to open this up. There's only like six of us. Let's open it up to other people. Let's send the message all throughout like Brazil for people to come here and live with us. First mistake, you don't. You don't publicize in the zombie apocalypse that you got a good place to live, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, so then the people come, and you know what they do to these people? They put them in the reality show. Stop. And they're like, I'm serious. I'm serious. Because they have all the cameras set up, and they're like, all right, you're in this show. Now you have three hours to decide who gets to live and who has to leave the compound. They make it. They have a reality show in the reality show. It's it was such nonsense the show like it's like the premise was again it sounded very train wrecky that i thought yes. i'd want to watch it cuz i'm like yo this premise is so stupid this is going to be great and then i'm like nah as i was watching i just again before the end of the first episode i was like nope and i maybe it was because of just what you just said like there was nobody who seemed like they were going to survive like they and, were and all and no one did and no See? one did. And there no you one go. did. The, the whole the show ends. Everyone's dead. I think everyone in Brazil. I think everyone in Brazil died. That's the only way the show could end to make sense. Like, 
I mean, really. It was, yeah, I was. Um, it was. I mean, it, I finished it, but I wanted to like it too. That's I did too. I did, I did too. I really did. But I it was ridiculous. It. I wouldn't. I definitely not. I wouldn't recommend it to anyone. I give it half a thumb just because I don't know why. <laughs> just to funny. make myself feel better that I watched all 10 episodes. There you go. Yeah, well, I appreciate that, Damon. And I appreciate your interview for our TV timeout. As I said before, I'm halfway through 13 Reasons Why's final season. And Damon was lucky enough to interview Darren Naylor, who was a part of the show. Let's take our TV timeout and hear what they had to say. Today we have Darren Naylor from 13 Reasons Why, who's credited as the pizza guy, pizza cook. And we got the opportunity to ask him some questions about his role on the show and his career. So tell us a little bit about your character on 13 Reasons Why. My character in 13 Reasons Why is the pizza cook, or later known as pizza guy. Um, he's, you know, he's sort of the lost soul. He's, he's the person in high school that maybe just started going the wrong path, hanging out with the wrong people, making the wrong decisions, maybe not a lot of guidance in life. Um, I work at this pizza parlor, but it's just sort of my cover job. I, I deal drugs and guns on the side for money. And, um, you know, just not really benefiting anyone or anything in society, you know, uh, just someone that's kind of just out of high school that's that's just sort of lost. So I, I deal the gun to Tyler uh, in the first season, as well as drugs to Justin around the third season and uh, some other things you'll have to watch in, in the fourth season. But, uh, you know, just just someone that's kind of gone the wrong way in life. So do you have any funny behind-the-scenes stories that you could share with us, you know, during your time filming? Uh, a funny story about some uh, something behind the scenes or while filming. So a funny story is actually, this is my first ever acting job. Um, I had only done a commercial prior to this, and I had just been signed, and I had just started acting. And um, when when this happened... You know, I didn't know much about it, and when I booked it, I was just insanely excited and and super nervous. And <laughs> I was so nervous, in fact, that my day for for shooting, my my call time was like 9 a.m. or something. Um, but I remember I showed up, I think, three or four hours early, and I was so early that nobody was there at base camp. So I was just sitting in my car, which was making it worse because then I was even more like I don't know, just nervous in my thoughts in my head. And, um, you know, getting to set and everything at the time felt so overwhelming because there's people everywhere, you know, on, on set. And I'm working with people that have been doing this for a while. And I was just so insanely nervous because I didn't want to be the guy to, you know, screw it up. I didn't want everyone to know that I was like an amateur or, or you know, a first timer. So I was putting a lot of pressure on myself. And uh, to make it worse, it was freezing cold in the alley that we shot in. So I was shaky a little bit from nerves and then it was freezing cold. And I remember before we started filming, we did like a little rehearsal. And in the rehearsal, I was so awful because I was nervous and shaky and all this. And I was just like, God, please, no one noticed that I'm just falling apart right now. But uh, interestingly enough, um, you know, once they said action, that was it. My adrenaline kicked in and I was just so excited and everything was just super smooth from there. So, um, yeah, that was my... This is my first gig. So Darren, tell us something people would be surprised to learn about you. Something people would be surprised to learn about me. Um, I am a painter. I actually, funny enough, I started painting because of acting. Um, I <laughs> I wasn't prepared for the huge amount of downtime in between, you know, auditions or booking something or what have you. 
and um, it's just not exactly something that you can just wake up and say, oh, I'm going to act today. <laughs> so I needed something to like fill in this creative void that I had. I wanted something that I could control like from start to finish. And so about a year, it's a year, year and a half ago, I started painting and it just turned into this full-blown obsession. And I have sold uh, a number of paintings, uh, especially during the quarantine. I've done, I think, 15 paintings in the last month and a half. Um, so yeah, that's kind of something funny. I, I found a different passion while working on another passion. <laughs> so, but yes, in the acting world, you need to have something to hold down the, uh, the slow times or the in-between times because they are inevitable. We would love to see some of your paintings. That sounds like a great hobby to fill in that time. So if you could guest star on another Netflix series, which one would it be and why? If I could guest star on another Netflix series, oh gosh, um... I mean, right off the bat, Peaky Blinders, absolutely. I mean, that show is just incredible. Everything about it, I love the cast, the time period, the everything about it. Uh, I actually did a scene from that in, in one of my acting classes and had to kind of learn the, the Birmingham accent and everything. But um, yeah, Killian Murphy, I'm just such a huge fan and just everyone in that show is fantastic. But I also, um, I was kind of late to the game with Ozark and that is another incredible i'm a huge jason bateman fan but that show just everything about that as well uh, a story that's been able to continue that and be that strong throughout and just leave you you know finishing the third season it's just like oh my gosh this just keeps getting better so um yeah i would say i would say those two peaky blinders and ozark would be would be fantastic so why should everyone be watching 13 reasons why I think everyone should be watching 13 Reasons Why because there are just, oh my God, look, a plethora of of different meaningful and important topics going on in the show at the same time. And they kind of bob and weave and, and run parallel to each other pretty seamlessly. Um, I think they're very relevant to kind of things that are going on today. And regardless of age, by the way, you know, I know they're, they're teenagers and they're in high school and such, but... These are real issues from mental health to bullying to suicide to a number of these things um, that affect people of all ages. So I feel like there's definitely something to learn uh, regardless of age and and to be able to see maybe some of the pressures and things that teenagers are dealing with um, on a day-to-day -day basis kind of can be eye-opening for people that are maybe a little bit older as well. So I think, um, I know it can be a little a little heavy at times, but I think you need to kind of have that discomfort to address real problems head on. So Darren, is there anything you want to tell us about what you have coming up in the future? For things coming up in the future, you know, to be honest, I would have to say that things are pretty up in the air right now with a lot of just kind of how the industry is going to go um, post pandemic. And I know some things are starting up. I think they started up last week on different shows and sets. Um, but realistically I, I don't know if anybody has ever <laughs> had a time like this where there's just a lot of questions and unknowns so I I'm I'm just kind of trying to do the best I can to to be as prepared as possible I've had a few different projects come by me recently that seem super exciting um, I mean naturally uh, you know from auditions to to what have you and so 
I guess we'll have to see. I wish, I, you know, like I said earlier, this is one industry where, where some of these things are out of your hands. So, <laughs> um, and if I had something awesome to tell you about, I probably couldn't anyway. So I guess it's just kind of uh, hanging onto my seat and, and seeing how quickly things can kind of resume, um, you know, throughout the industry. But I think it's gonna it's gonna lead to some incredible content some incredible stories uh some big changes that are going to be pretty fun to see since we're you know the first time this has ever happened so um if i know you'll know <laughs> and all i know is that i gotta check out this artwork of his and finish that final season of 13 reasons why but seriously a big thank you to dan for taking some time and answering some questions so what do you guys got coming up? Dan? Oh my what do you goodness! Look, oh what my do you goodness! Got, I have to Damon. go first. Yeah, I'm gonna go first. I'm, I'm just gonna talk over you if you don't let me go first. So it doesn't matter. I got <laughs> right, so go much ahead. I want to watch. The but floor again, is yours, my friend. They, they, it could turn out like reality Z. I don't know. The floor is lava is 100 percent on my list. But this is I'm gonna preface that, and that comes out. Gosh, that will have come out by the time this episode airs. Unfortunately, um, looking forward to that for sure. But I feel like I'm gonna be three or four episodes in and then be done. Right? right like that's what i feel like <laughs> but the one sh the one movie that we're gonna all have to watch is eurovision yes 100%. gotta watch eurovision yes. yep 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 so there's some things it's funny i like how you know a lot of the times when we talk about coming soon sometimes we'll do research sometimes we'll be lazy and just click on the button on our phones right so there's been a few things that have popped up on my feed on my coming soon for you know the phone like warrior nun Yes. I'm in on this. <laughs> yes. I'm in on this. I don't know if I'm going to love it, but I'm in on Warrior Nun for sure. The other thing is Crazy Delicious. I have to watch all chef shows and all sorts of shows like that. So I'm going to watch it. It could be like the flower show, though. And I'm just out after an episode or two, but I'm definitely going to watch that. Let's see. I kind of feel like I'm going to do Desperados, too. I feel like I'm going to do Desperados. I And then the, the one big one for me and we get to talk about this before because we're going to have another episode before it even comes out, is The Old Guard. You know, that was one that I was super yeah. hyped about. It just looks crazy good. And then, let's see, there was a few more, though, that were on my list that I was kind of surprised. Like I said, they kind of popped up as we're going through this list. I mean, I know that's a lot already, but you guys have some shows too, right? You guys yeah, had... Yeah, I do. I, um, I, have to, I have to finish Fuller House. Um, and I need to watch the new season of The Order. I cannot tell you how excited I am for the second season of The Politician. I loved the first season, and yeah, I I'm have an, been I'm in a nap waiting. when you guys are talking about oh that. Oh my god! Serious? <laughs> Did you watch it? No, I don't do I don't do those sort of shows. What do you mean those sort of shows? Like politics shows? I just don't do. It's them. not. It's not a politics show. Listen, if if you got to make Damon think, he's so just Damon, not I think watch. you need to do a little research because it's not a politics <laughs> it show. It says the politician. Yeah, it's about kids in, in high school or college. I can't even remember. I'll send you a little info on it. Anyway, um, it was a phenomenal show. It's Ben Platt. I mean, come on. Um, then I've been waiting for the second season of The Umbrella Academy, which is coming mm -hmm. out. I can't wait for oh, that. End of, end of July, right? Yep, end of July. Can't wait for that. It's, it's not even on my away. list yet. Look oh, at you talking about stuff. I have been, list. I've been waiting for it. Um, but then in June, I really want to see, and I, I believe it's already out. I want to see The Woods, um, which is based on Harlan Coben book. Um, mm -hmm. I'm a huge Harlan Coben fan because he grew up right here um, in where I live, and he, he's always referencing things in his book from the surrounding area, and I just, I love that stuff. Um, and then I want to. Uh, <laughs> 
I promised my nine-year-old that we would watch A Whisker Away. Um, it's, it's on my list. It's on yeah. my list. Yeah. So those are the ones that I have coming up. And then the ones that you had mentioned as well. The Floor is Lava, Eurovision, and Warrior Nun. I clicked on that the other day and I was like, what are you talking about? But then, Diego, I thought you might have known about it because it's based on a comic series. No, I've never heard of it. So okay. D- Diego thinks he, like, Diego's only, like, one of those people that, like, reads... High profile comics. That's all I'm he a, knows. I'm a he only knows that kind of guy. Yeah, he doesn't pro- know like the 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 you On know the independent ones, that's guys. A, that's a that's a lie. That's a lie. That's a lie. That's a lie. Don't be Diego. False what are you gonna watch? About me. Listen, <laughs> let me get to my list. Let me get to my list. My first one on my list that comes out June 26 is Home Game. Where they, it's like a documentary. Uh, where yeah, it's like I don't all know. These dangerous game. Listen, man. That one. I saw. I remember seeing the video about that one game. That's like. Soccer, rugby, and like boxing, all in one sport. And there's like 50 guys, 100 guys in this one like it looks like a, a ring, like a uh, an arena kind of setting. And they have a ball and they're trying to score goals, but they're also like tight MMA fighting in the middle of it. It looks pretty wild, but it's just going around looking at all these uh, unique and dangerous games from around the world. So I'm, I'm interested in that. Okay, I might watch it. it, it maybe. Uh, the Wasp Network, I like that. That looks real good about Cuban spies. I like spies, so I'm definitely gonna watch that. And then definitely Eurovision, man. That looks funny. Yeah, that looks funny. That's so that's good. what like I got. I, said, I don't have any interest in the Wasp Network. We're gonna have to. We, we we don't know what we're talking about yet. So the way we kind of figure it out is we. I don't even know how do we figure it out. We we're definitely gonna be talking about Eurovision. Definitely Eurovision. Definitely Eurovision. Definitely. Uh, I could do Warrior Nun. I could I could doubt yeah. Warrior Nun because comic book and I I like the underground comics that don't get a lot of high profile exposure. Yeah, so he says. So he says. <laughs> and, yeah. and I really who wrote the Warrior that... Nun? Right now, don't even type. What? Exactly. That's that's what I'm gonna say. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I think we should expand your horizons, Damon. And I think you need to watch the politician. Uh, you know, I'm look I'm, I'm looking at it, and it seems very <laughs> it called seems out very on politics. the air, Damon. You gonna let the, you gonna let Amy call you out on the air, man? Yeah, I'm going to because it looks very like politicky. And I it's have... not. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. <sighs> you have my word. Listen, you have Damon, my word. You you recommended Reality Z and the I Big did. Flower <laughs> and the Big Flower fight, and you didn't even finish those two. You got to give us this one. I'll watch the politician too. I'll you watch give the politician. Us. That's Done. fine. Let's go. Yes, yes. <laughs> we, we will do that. We will do that. All right. So uh, that's it, right, guys? You don't have anything else on your list. That's no, it. That's it. All right, so that's episode four for the Boomtron podcast. Yeah, see, you got, there's the mess up right there. There we go. See, because now you're in my head. I'll do it again, hey guys. Thank you very much for listening to the Boomtron podcast here. Amy has uh, the better voice, though, for that. She did a really good, you know, Mr. Top Hat, Thomas the Train Engine thing. <laughs> But uh, in all honesty, guys, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading the show and uh, supporting us. Um, hope yeah, you go, like go our Go rate pick. us on iTunes, please. Yeah. Go download the show. Tell your friends, the whole thing. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell the universe, the, the globe, everyone that you can. Uh, and then come I'm, to our Facebook page and like that too. Definitely. And uh, once again, thank you to Ella for joining us on the show. Yep. Uh, and thank you for everyone again. We'll see you next time. Bye, guys.